Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Grant Cohn. I'm in my uh, studio drinking my water, wearing my shirt with my face on it. There's a, there's a shirt with my face on it, with me on it, with a hat that has me on it. So if you didn't think that I had a, like a huge ego, now you know. I just walk around with my face all over my body all the time. So there's, so there's that. Niners just finished practice a few hours ago. I'm going to go through it. Trey Lance had a very bad day today. Let's get right into it. Let's not mess around. Trey Lance's bad day. What happened? I'll take you play by play before I give you a summarization and an analysis of what happened. Okay. So first play scrambles for five. These are all the non handoffs Uh, scrambles for five. No one's open. Then we got first throw of the day intercepted. This is uh, to Debo crossing the middle on an intermediate route. Throw is high. Debo gets his hands on it. Emmanuel Mosley gets his hands on it. Pops up in the air. Talanoa Hafunga picks it off. Diving. Nice play by the defense. Bad throw. High by Lance. Two plays later, intercepted again. Consecutive throws. This time to Debo again. <clears throat> Defended by Mosley again. This time high again. But Debo touches it. It tips off his hands. And Mosley catches it this time for the interception. This one was more on the perimeter. But still about 15 yards down the field. Next throw to Debo. Quick out 10 yards against Diamador Lenore. Also got, Lance also got sacked by a blitzing George Odom on the play. Next play, a little quick screen to Ray Ray McLeod. These are completions. Next play, third and five, throws over the middle to Danny Gray, way high. High. He was open. Right read, bad throw. Two of six at this point. Third and eight, next play, Brandon Ayuk deep. Up the sideline against Mosley. No chance. Incomplete. Not open. Then uh, Lance checks it down to Davis Price for five just to get some confidence. Then on third and seven, Lance has a really nice throw to George Kittle um, for 10. That's Lance's best throw of the day so far. First down. Next play, third and 10. Lance throws over the middle to Kittle way high. Hits Dante Johnson in the chest. He drops it. That should have been pick number three. Again, right read. Guy was open. Bad throw. Okay. They do the special teams. They take about 10 minutes break. Uh, I'm sure Brian Greasy, someone went over to Lance. I'm sure. I'm guessing. Hey, man, you're missing high a lot. Let's make an adjustment. Let's do something different. So they come back. Uh, first play is a um, option. And instead of pitching it, he holds onto it and runs around and loses two yards. Next play, second and 12. Throws to Debo over the middle. A crossing route, intermediate route. This time it's underthrown, intercepted by Fred Warner. So I guess whatever the adjustment was, what he uh, over-adjusted, underthrown, picked off. Third pick of the day should have been four. Next play, second and 10, quick screen to Brandon Ayuk. Again, a confidence builder, five-yard gain. Next play, third and five, quarterback draw. 
These are the kind of plays we're going to see Kyle call for Trey Lance if he's missing these throws over the middle. Next play, fourth and one. Complete to Kittle for 10 yards. He was covered by Dre Greenlaw. Kittle's having a really good camp. He just needs to stay healthy because he's the best receiver on the team right now. Better than Debo and Ayuk. Next play, uh, a, a little throw out to the outside to Trey Sermon for no gain. Next play, uh, this is this is Lance. If you call him, if, hey, if, if he's one play, Trey, this is his one play of the day. Third and 11, absolute bullet over the middle to Brandon Ayuk in stride for 15 yards on a crossing route. Finally hit that. The lat, I, I, I guess they were practicing the in the inbreaker today, and it didn't go so well. He has a tendency to miss it high. When you miss it high, picked. When you miss it under uh, low, picked. So I don't know if they're going to be throwing calling this a lot during the regular season, but they called it a lot today. He hit it once at the end. Then he did a zone read for one yard. Then he hit Kittle on a quick out on second and nine for five. Then he went deep to Debo, incomplete, covered by Diamador Lenore. Only time he ever hits Debo is like on screens or deep crossing routes on play action when there's no one around him. Otherwise, that's not working. I'll talk about that in a minute. What I want to point out with Trey Lance, this happens to him sometimes. I mean, he his pattern has been good day, bad day a little bit. And when he has bad days, they're different than his predecessor's bad days. His predecessor had days like this. He had a day where he threw five picks in a row. If you don't know who I'm talking about, number he wears number 10. Came from New England. You know who I'm talking about. He had a day where he threw. He had lots of days like this. But the difference, and I think why the Niners moved on and were more frustrated with him than this, than Lance, is that the predecessor, his mistakes were usually mental, forcing a pass into double coverage, not seeing the coverage. They were rarely physical mistakes. And I feel like with coaches in any sport, they're, they would prefer physical mistakes than mental mistakes. Usually, um, physical mistakes are usually more fixable than the mental ones. So Lance, he seems like he knows where to go with the ball. He seems like he's aggressive. He seems like he's making the right reads and throwing the ball down the field and trying to get the first down. It's just today he was all over the place. And it was clear when he missed the first couple of throws high, it was like, oh, it's going to be that kind of day for Lance, huh? It's going to be the kind of day where he misses high a lot. And I don't know, maybe that's what Mike Silver was talking about when he was talking about arm fatigue. But how could his arm be tired? He hasn't practiced since last Thursday. Had the day off Friday, didn't play Saturday, had the day off Sunday. He had three days off. His arm can't be tired. So I don't know what this is. It doesn't seem like it's been an issue for him on game days in his life. But he does have days in practice where it's like, dude. You keep missing high. Can you make an adjustment? I don't know. Usually uh, when quarterbacks miss high, it's because they're dropping their elbow and pushing the ball and it's sailing or they're overstriding. And they're instead of finishing out in front, they're finishing back. I don't know. Figure it out. Brian Greasy, quarterback coach, figure this out, man. It's a bad look for Trey. It's a bad look for the quarterback coach. These are mechanical, physical flaws. So I, I'm not saying Niner fans should be upset or disheartened or panicked, but uh, he's a project. Look, he was the right pick at three. 
when you trade up that high, you have to gamble on traits. He has them. It's it's difficult. It's interesting scouting quarterbacks these days. 25 years ago, it was a lot, a lot harder because college football was a run first game. It was all about running the ball. Now it's wide open passing. So a lot of these quarterbacks like Brock Purdy have four years of experience, a ton of throws. You can really, really evaluate them as, as passers. And what they did in court in college, a lot of the time transfers to the NFL. Uh, and there's the other kind of quarterbacks like Trey Lance, Josh Allen, who were not scouted properly and fell through the cracks and were projects. I mean, you want those quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers was like that. Aaron Rodgers went to community college then transferred. Josh Allen went to community college, then transferred. Uh, Trey, Trey Lance had no D1 offers. So he's 22. He's not a finished product. If he ends up being Josh Allen, it's a success. I, I saw some people saying he needs to be ready right away because there's some people in their primes. You can't waste it. Yeah, well, okay. That's Kyle's, that, that's true. Um, and that's Kyle's choice to go with a young guy over someone like Matthew Stafford. But if this guy at 23, 24 ends up being a top five quarterback and they missed this window, well, at least they have a top five quarterback. That means they'll have another window for a long time. And I'm not saying he's going to be a top five quarterback, but I'm also saying he doesn't have to be a finished product. He's not going to be a finished product. He's a lot like Josh Allen. Remember, Josh Allen is from Fireball, California. It's half the size of Marshall, Minnesota. Josh Allen wanted to go to Fresno State. Fresno State was like, we're not interested. Josh Allen, one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks ever, was snubbed by nothing schools that got quarterbacks who had no physical gifts. He bettered himself, went to community college, went to Wyoming. Look at him now. Sometimes you got to take a leap of faith. The Niners took it. I think they made the right move. You're just going to have to sort of stomach these days. And I'm sure the Bills did. Keneal says, as long as he's good on Sundays, I'm not stressing. Well, he seems to be so far. Okay, I keep, I forgot to put in uh, the banner, so just bear with me right here. Hold on. This is why my show is so much better than uh, Pat McAfee's, because of production value like this. Lance Debo Connection. Okay, here we go. Save it. Post it. The Lance Debo Connection. It's off. If you saw today, every time... Trey Lance threw to Debo, something bad happened. Intercepted, tipped, uh, intercepted. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because Debo was gone all offseason and the time, you know, the time together isn't there and they just need more time together. That's that's probably part of it. Debo's been gone. And Lance has been working with other guys. But I can't help but notice that Debo is tipping a lot of passes getting his hands on a lot of Lance passes and not bringing them in. You could call them drops or you could say they're errant throws, but it doesn't seem like they're like, they're a real good fit for each other. Now, Debo's a really good player, but he, of all the elite wide receivers in the league, and he is a, an, elite, an elite wide receiver of all the elite wide receivers in the NFL, he has the worst hands, the least reliable hands. And now he's going from a quarterback who throws a soft feathery pass to a quarterback who throws a heavy hard fastball that that wobbles 
And it's not necessarily working right now. Lance can catch. I mean, I can catch the ball and he has long arms. So if Lance's ball placement is it ball placement is off a little bit, which it can be sometimes. A little high, a little behind, a little low. Debo just doesn't have the hand-eye coordination and the arm length to really bail out Lance the way Kittle does, Ayuk does. So with Jimmy G, you could get the ball to Debo behind the line of scrimmage on the quick slants and the and the and the in cuts. Well, if you're throwing in cuts with Lance, I don't want to throw that to Debo because Lance tends to miss high and Debo will just tip it to a safety. You throwing that in cut, I want it to be someone who has really long arms like Ayuk or is six foot five like George Kittle or six foot three like Jawan Jennings. Not Debo, not with Lance, not yet. So let takes that out of the so that takes out the intermediate th- throws unless Debo's going to win on the deep out and I mean Lance hasn't been hitting that one either. So you got the slants, but I don't know. I mean Lance's strength isn't exactly the quick release. So to me, it seems like the way they're going to be getting the ball to Debo is as a running back, as a glorified punt returner, you know, on those screens and behind the line of scrimmage stuff, and then play action deep shots. But not up the sideline because he isn't winning those either, like the, the the deep crossing routes with the bootleg. We saw him catch a couple of those for touchdowns last year from Lance. And that's great. I just think there's going to be less ways they can get him the ball this year just because the fit between him and Lance is not a natural one. I don't know. Maybe they'll work it out in the next three weeks. But right now, it's not working, the connection. Like Lance's best connections so far right now are Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, in that order. And Ray Ray. So that's not good. But on the same time, let's be be frank. The Niners win when Debo plays running back. Anything he gives the team as a wide receiver is bonus. Sorry. You know, they've won playoff games with him not really contributing much as a wide receiver. He needs to play running back. Elijah Mitchell, not healthy. You know, unless Jordan Mason just takes over and becomes Arian Foster right away, they need Debo to be one hell of a running back this year. So he can do it. Trey has bad days after days off. It seems to. Maybe he just loses his groove or his rhythm or whatever. Hero Winchester says, if the rookie guards are as good as reported, does it give you more confidence in this O-line? If so, how do you compare this O-line from last year's? Yeah, I'm going to talk about that. Um, But yeah, I didn't expect these two guards to emerge. When I picked the Niners to go 9-8, and I thought the guards were going to be Aaron Banks and Daniel Brunskill, and I wasn't impressed. But now it looks like they're going to be Jason Poe and uh, Spencer Burford, and those guys both have played really well this offseason. So um, I guess it's going to be more about the center spot and the right tackle spot. <clears throat> we'll see. Still, I, so I, I feel like we had – there's there's still four question marks on this offensive line, but the two guard spots could – the answers to the question could be positive. Not sure about center and right tackle. So maybe two question marks left? That's good. Better than four. All right. Uh, let me write in the next banner. Hold on. Stock up manual mostly i don't think i've really expressed just how well emmanuel mosley is playing this offseason 
he was dominating the Niners wide receivers the first couple of weeks of camp, injured himself, been gone. Since he's been out, Traverius Ward too. But since Mosley's been out, the, the Niners offense has dominated. And Trey Lance has looked great. His numbers have totally flipped, and he's been very accurate and efficient. Comes back today, Manuel Mosley, first day back. Targeted three times. No, no catches, two picks. One pick by him, one that he tipped and got picked by a safety. He was targeted. Uh, he was covering Debo twice and Ayuk once. If this guy stays healthy, he's going to get a lot of money. He's really good. He's in his prime. He's very motivated. He's been going up against some of the best wide receivers all offseason and getting the best of them. This is why I like covering training camp. You do learn a lot. I didn't expect to see this from Emmanuel Mosley, but if teams are game planning for the 49ers and they think, ooh, Traverius Ward makes a lot of money, uh, proven vet, let's go after Mosley, you haven't done your homework. Traverius Ward is the guy who's been gone all off. I mean, he, he, he had been gone since like the – the first week at camp. That's the guy you want to go after and see if he's healthy. Mosley, he's at the peak of his game. And, I mean, if Ayuk or Debo beats him, it's on a heavily contested catch. No, separa no separation given up. I think that's really interesting. I'd like to see him. I remember a couple of years ago, he couldn't cover DeAndre Hopkins at all. Now I think he could shut him down. We'll see. But he's been one of the most improved players on the team. I've never seen him play like this with the physicality and the confidence. He was like an off corner the last few years, a guy who wouldn't get beat deep or give up touchdowns, but wouldn't make plays. Now he's playing press man coverage and not committing penalties and not getting beat deep and intercepting passes and breaking them up. Going to get paid a lot of money. Love to see it. You'd love to see it. And I look, I I'm a little curious about Traverius Ward. I don't want to make it a whole topic, but the Niners have a bad history of citing players who were previously with the Chiefs the Chiefs didn't want. Traverius Ward had a lot of good years with the Chiefs, and he's a good player, but they didn't want him. Why? Do the Niners even know? They wanted Justin Reed. They got Justin Reed. He's a good player, plays a different position. Traverius Ward is here, hurt. I'm not saying he's a malingerer or something. I just He's hurt. Why? Did the, I mean, same thing happened with D. Ford. Is this going to be another Kansas City Chief who's hurt all the time and the Chiefs saw this coming and the Niners should have known better? If that's the case, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. This Niners should have seen this coming. I'm a little concerned about Traverius Ward because I feel like the Chiefs could have had him or Justin Reed and they wanted the guy they didn't develop. Why? What do they know about Traverius Ward? He's a, he, he plays a more important position. He's had a lot of success at it. What's up with that? Anyway, I, I'm not drawing any conclusions, but I am concerned. All right, let's do another stock up. I'm really, I really should do the banners before I start the show. Okay. Stock up. Wait. Jason Poe is one of the biggest winners of camp. Jason Poe is why I love covering camp. I didn't come into camp expecting to be impressed. I didn't even know who Jason Poe was. No clue. I know that Trent Williams gave him a ride in his private jet once. Undrafted free agent, I wasn't taking him seriously. Then I saw him in one-on-ones, and he was the 49ers. He was just as good as Spencer Burford, if not better. Those two rookies were consistently winning and beating vets. 
I took notice. It's not real football, but that's a difficult, difficult drill for the offensive lineman. And Aaron Banks doesn't win. D Daniel Brunskill doesn't win. Jake Brendel doesn't win. This kid wins, Jason Post. So I took notice. I told you guys. But I'd like to say, like, how does he do in 11 on 11 football? You know, how does he do as a run blocker? Well, turns out he's even better as a run blocker, according to these preseason games. And now, look, I don't want to give away the Niners secrets, and I don't want to, you're not really supposed to report on who's playing with which team, starter, second team. All I'm saying is his stock is way up, way up, as it should be. And the way you know it's up is I asked Kyle Shanahan a question other than what's happening in practice. This was on the record. I asked Kyle Shanahan a question about Jason Poe yesterday. If he wasn't going to make the team, Kyle would say, you know, oh, yeah, you know, he's, he's working just like everyone else. Young guy working, learning just like everyone else. He gushed about this guy. So that means probably going to make the team and just might start. Because the way I look at it is he should start. He's better than Aaron Banks in every way. But the only thing Banks has over him is size. Which, who cares? When Poe is stronger, anchors better, moves better, better run blocker, better pass protector. I think he's going to, I think he should be their starting left guard. I think he will be their starting left guard. This is huge. Huge up, uh, I mean, found money for the 49ers. Him and Spencer Burford could be the starting guards for a while. Very impressed. It's a very good uh, draft they've had. And the thing with Poe, he's been so successful in the one-on-one -on -one pass protection drills in these preseason games. He is. I mean, he might end up being their best run blocker other than Trent Williams. This guy might be better than Spencer Burford. They got something here. They just got to figure out center and right tackle. And on that note, let's talk about center. Because I'm a little confused at what's going on here. Hold on. Let me write the name in. Okay. I want to see Jake Brendel play a lot in this last game. The Niners are treating him like he's Alex Mack. He didn't play in the preseason game a couple of days ago against the Vikings. That was silly to me. Javon Kinlaw had to play, but Jake Brendel has shown enough? No. No, 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 no. Kyle acts like there's like the JV and the varsity on his team. And the players who don't have to play in the preseason games are in varsity. Like They're proven. Jake Brendel is in that group and Javon Kinlaw isn't? I promise you that Javon Kinlaw is a much better player than Jake Brendel. Jake Brendel needs to prove himself. The Niners need to continue to evaluate. They haven't seen enough from Jake Brendel to sit him and be like, yeah, that's our week one starting center. He needs to play the entire first half of this upcoming game, and we need to see what he does. I'd like to see him against a starting defensive tackle because if the Niners just kid themselves and delude themselves and tell say that Brendel's the guy and they find out week one that, oh, oops, he's not the guy, where do you go from there? You still got two, three weeks before the season st starts. You got to know about Jake Brendel. That game against the Vikings was a missed opportunity. There was that one interior rusher who was just destroying the 49ers. I forget what his name was, 76. Brendel should have been out there. We definitely saw that 66, whoever that guy is, couldn't, couldn't block anyone. He's not going to make the team. I think Brendel needs to prove himself. I think a lot of people want to see Trey Lance out there. Sure. I want to see the center too. I want to see Jalen Moore. I want to see Colton McKivitz because I'm not certain the Niners have a right tackle either. Mike McGlinchey's hurt. He's been hurt a lot the last couple of years. After him, no Tom Compton. They got Colton McKivitz and Jalen Moore. Are those guys good enough? They don't have to be good. I don't expect them to be good. Are they good enough 
This has to be good. I don't know. We'll see. Justin School seems to be improving a little bit. I don't know. But, yeah, that backup tackle spot is maybe Brunskill, but he's hurt too. Brunskill's been out all offseason. It's not like he's in peak form. I don't know what they're going to do. It's based McKivitz has been the one that's been around all offseason. He's in his best shape. I just don't know if he's any good. Uh, C. Turley says, people say that Banks uh, has went up against better competition than Poe. I agree with you that Poe is clearly better. Look, I've seen him in the in the one-on-ones. Poe is, is no comparison. Poe wins, Banks loses. Now, that's not 11-on-11 football, but what I did see from Banks was a total inability to pick up a stunt. He gave up a pressure. I think Poe is just way quicker, way better. I don't know. We'll see. They got They got time to figure it out. All right. Uh oh, last one. Last one. Hold on. Uh this one made me laugh. Okay. So the Raiders traded Nick Mullins to the Vikings. And I guess if Nick Mullins ever plays or is ever active, I forget which one. Sorry. The Raiders get a seventh round pick which is hilarious to me because the Niners had Nick Mullins. They let him go. They they developed Nick Mullins. He was their number two quarterback when they went to the Super Bowl. Then he did mop-up duty in a, in, a, in a season where Debo was hurt, Nick Bosa was hurt, Jimmy was hurt, a lot of people were hurt. He got scapegoated for the whole thing. They kicked him out, got nothing in return for him. He bounces around the league, goes to the Raiders. They get a seventh-round pick for Mullins. They get something for him. Meanwhile, the Niners are over here begging teams to give them anything for Jimmy Garoppolo. Can't get it. The Raiders are going to get more for Nick Mullins than the Niners are going to get for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's funny. Right? That's freaking hilarious. And somehow the Niners deserve it. They should have cut Jimmy Garoppolo months ago. They held on thinking they could get lucky. And now they deserve some embarrassment. You were never going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. And now you got to sit there and endure the embarrassment of him having less value right now than Nick Mullins, who you had. That's tough. Another reason why I think the Niners are, instead of avoiding the embarrassment of cutting Jimmy Garoppolo after the Raiders just got something for Nick Mullins, that's embarrassing. They're going to keep him. And be like, yeah, we probably could have traded him for like five fifth round picks, but we decided to keep him because he's so important. He's so handsome. Something like that. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. It's hilarious to me that Nick Mullins in 2022 has more value than Jimmy Garoppolo. Haven't I been saying that for like five years? I was the guy that said that. I was like, I don't know. I'll take Nick Mullins at his salary over Jimmy Garoppolo at his salary. And I guess the NFL agrees. People are like, well, it's because, well, the only reason that Jimmy Garoppolo is worth less is because of that contract. Yeah, exactly. It's part of the equation. It feels so good to be right all the time. How do I do it? I don't know. I try not to gloat about it, but every day I'm like, man, again, correct. I didn't do a more on him in a minute today. Trey really a Kyle QB uh, or does he prefer the statue? 
I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure Kyle would prefer, I'm sure like his ideal quarterback would be Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, right? But that's never going to happen. He's never going to get that quarterback. And I think really what he wants is a quarterback who studies and uh, football and is, is as obsessed with the process as he is. Because who has he, which young coach, which young quarterbacks has he had to coach in his career? Johnny Manziel, not exactly obsessed with the process. Um, Jimmy, not exactly obsessed with the process. And now Trey. So I think in that sense, yes, he's coachable. Doesn't mean he'll be good or great. J.R. Beckles says if the Niners could get something for Jimmy, but they are not going to get the same as a, uh, as a comp pick they will get by uh, holding on to him. The thing about the comp pick thing is, is you uh, can't sign that many people in free agency. If you sign more people than you lose in a given free agency period, you get no comp picks. So if it means that much, do you get the 105th pick in the draft? That's great. But that means another uh, offseason where you sign like Traverius Ward and that's it. And it seems like the Niners like doing that. But at a certain point, how valuable are these freaking comp picks you want to make? I mean, that's not going to be the reason you win a Super Bowl. Oh, my God. That team has three comp picks this year. Super Bowl. No, it's the free agency moves you make. Right? I don't know. I just don't know. Whatever happened to Donovan West, he was supposed to be a big steal. Uh, he's not good. Sorry. I, he, or not ready. He's not ready. He'll say that. He gets pushed around. He needs to get a lot stronger. He looks like what you would expect an undrafted free agent rookie to look like. Jason Poe, surprising that he looks the way he does. Um, Is Emmanuel Mosley a top 10 corner? He might be. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, his numbers last year were great. Now he's playing more um, aggressively as opposed like not nine yards off in the dude's face. Committing fewer penalties and intercepting passes. So yeah, <laughs> let's see if he carries it over. He needs to play more than 11 games in a season though. He often gets hurt, been hurt already. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? There was something else I wanted to say. Oh yeah, buy my merch. <laughs> 49ersqcmerch.com. All the stuff is so, so great. Uh, CP Cal CPH one 10% off. I mean, look at this. Are you kidding? And this shirt, oh, the water tastes better out of it. The snozberries taste like snozberries when you wear my merch. Um, that's it for today. That's really all I got. Niners practice tomorrow in the morning, 10 30 ish. Kyle talks. Maybe we'll learn why Nick Bosa didn't practice today. Not in uniform, running around, big wrap on his left leg. What's that about? Did he have a soft tissue injury? Is it yet another? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I have a feeling Kyle's going to be like, yeah, we're just being smart with him. Okay, well, what does that mean? Oh, uh, you know, they're not going to say. If it's something, they're not going to say. They're just going to be like very vague. I want to know. Left leg, heavily wrapped. What's that about? How many running backs on the roster? Four. Is Mitchell going to be ready for week one? I don't know. I don't know about that. 
but I don't see why Trey Sermon. Only way Trey Sermon makes his team is if Mitchell is uh, not ready for Week One and on some kind of a list. Otherwise, Trey Sermon hasn't earned it. You don't need him. He doesn't run hard. He's not good. Why keep him? You got Jordan Mason, Jamichael Hasty, Jeff Wilson Jr., Elijah Mitchell. Tight end his price is more than enough. So everyone but Sermon essentially. Sign Earl Thomas. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Look into what Earl Thomas been doing the last few years. Um, yeah, that's it. Was there something else I'm going to say? Grant, they aren't practicing enough equals tears. Possible. A lot of days off. I don't know, man. All I know, I was talking to uh, one of the someone who covers the Vikings at the joint practice, covers them for the Fan Nation Network. Will, Will, his name is Will. And he was telling me, um, you know, they brought in their new head coach, Kevin O'Connell, came from the Rams. They brought in one of the Rams trainer guys, because, you know, the Rams famously don't have these soft tissue injuries. They're really good at avoiding them. So the Vikings brought in someone from the Rams. Like, we've all been saying the Niners should do, and so far, so good with the results. Meanwhile, the Niners are still trying to figure out how to avoid soft tissue injuries, like with their NHL training staff. Like, come on, just swallow your pride, admit that the Rams do it well, and hire someone from them. What is the Vikings did it? Why can't you do that? You really have to be like that stubborn and be like, our vision with our NHL staff is going to work. You haven't gotten the results. The Rams have. If you can't beat them, join them. What's the problem? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the Niners do a good job of getting their players to be strong and violent. It's a very physical team, but these soft tissue injuries are preventable, and the Niners do a terrible job of preventing them. And it's a big reason why Kyle Shannon, it's a big reason why Kyle Shannon has a losing record. These details. He's good at the X's and O's details. He's bad at the head coach details. Good at the coordinator details. Bad at the head coach details. You know why? The coordinator details, coordinator details are fun. Drawing up plays. You're a genius. Head coach details? Scheduling. When do we practice? How long do we practice? How many reps? For, I mean, that's boring, mundane stuff. Someone's got to do it, though. Falls at the feet of the head coach. And if it's still an issue, he has to fix it. So, Kyle... We'll see what's up with Bosa. Um, all right, I'm done. Thanks for watching. Kyle talks 9.15 tomorrow, 10.30 practice. Let's see what he says. Thanks for watching. Buy my merch. Be my friend. Tell me you like me.